Chapter Twenty Three of the Flight of the Shadow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Flight of the Shadow by George MacDonald. Chapter Eighteen. Letter and Answer. We did hear of her before long. The next morning a letter was handed to my uncle as we sat at breakfast. He looked hard at the address, changed countenance, and frowned very dark. But I could not read the frown. Then his face cleared a little. He opened, read, and handed the letter to me. Lady Carnage hoped Mr. Witchcote would excuse one who had so lately come to the neighborhood that until an hour ago she knew nothing of the position and character of the gentleman in whose house her son had in a momentary but alas not unusual aberration sought shelter and found generous hospitality she apologized heartily for the unceremonious way in which she had sent for him in her anxiety to have him home if possible before he should realize his awkward position in the house of a stranger she had been inconsiderate she left it to the judgment of his kind host whether she should herself come to fetch him or send her carriage with the medical man who usually attended him in either case her servants must accompany the carriage as he would probably object to being removed he might however be perfectly manageable for he was when himself the gentlest creature in the world i was in a rage I looked up expecting to see my uncle as indignant with the diabolical woman as I was myself But he seemed sunk in reverie His body present his spirit far away a pang shot through my heart could the wicked device have told already May I ask uncle I said and tried hard to keep my voice steady how you mean to answer this vile epistle He looked up with a wan smile such as might have broke from Lazarus when he found himself again in his body I will take it to the young man he answered Please let us go at once then uncle. I cannot sit still He rose and we went together to John's room He was much better sitting up in bed and eating the breakfast penny had carried him I have just had a letter from your mother day said my uncle indeed returned John dryly Will you read it? And tell me what answer you would like me to return Hardly like her usual writing though. There's her own strange s Remarked John as he looked at it Does she always make an s like that asked my uncle with something peculiar in his tone? I thought Always like a snake just going to strike my uncle's face grew ghastly pale He almost snatched the letter from John's hand looked at it gave it back to him and to our dismay left the room What can be the matter John? I said my heart sinking within me go to him said John I Dared not I had often seen him like that before walking out into the night But there was something in his face now which I had not seen there before It looked as if some terrible suspicion was suddenly confirmed you see what my mother is after said John you have now to believe her that I am subject to fits of insanity or to believe me that there is nothing She will not do to get her way. 
her object is clear i replied but if she thinks to fool my uncle she will find herself mistaken she hopes to fool both you and your uncle he rejoined the only wise thing i could do she will handle so as to convince any expert of my madness i mean my coming to you my reasons will go for nothing less than no thing with anyone she chooses to bewitch she will look at me with an anxious love no doctor could doubt no one can know you you do not know that i am not mad or at least subject to attacks of madness oh john don't frighten me i cried there you're not sure about it it seemed cruel of him to tease me so but i saw presently why he did it he thought his mother's letter had waked a doubt in my uncle and he wanted me not to be vexed with my uncle even if he deserted him and went over to his mother's side i love your uncle he said i know he's a true man i will not be angry with him if my mother does mislead him the time will come when he will know the truth it must appear at last i shall have to fight her alone that's all the worst is if he thinks with my mother i shall have to go at once if only somebody would sell my horse for me i guessed that his mother kept him short of money and remembered with gladness that i was not quite penniless at the moment in the meantime you must keep as quiet as you can john i said where is the good of planning upon an if to trust is to get ready uncle says trust is better than foresight john required little such persuading and indeed something very different was in my uncle's mind from what john feared presently i caught a glimpse of him riding out of the yard i ran to a window from which i could see the edge of the moor and saw him cross it at an uphill gallop he was gone about four hours and on his return went straight to his own room not until nine o'clock did i go to him and then he came with me to supper he looked worn but was kind and genial as usual after supper he sent for dick and told him to ride to rising the first thing in the morning with a letter that he would find on the hall table the letter he read to us before we parted for the night it was all we could have wished he wrote that he must not have any one in his house interfered with so long as a man was his guest he was his servant her ladyship had however a perfect right to see her son and would be welcome only the decision as to his going or remaining must rest with the young man himself if he chose to accompany his mother well and good though he should be sorry to lose him if he declined to return with her he and his house continued at his service end of chapter twenty three